The master of foregone days, fallen so low as to be the laughing stock of the three realms, with neither offerings, temples, nor believers, while the two servants under him had both passed a heavenly calamity and become great martial gods themselves, who ruled over their own regions. With such a situation, it was impossible for anyone not to think too much about it. If Shirlian had to choose between Fang Xin and Mu Qing and say who made him feel the more awkward, he would answer, they're both fine. But if bystanders had to choose whether they more wanted to see Shirlian and Fang Xin brawl or Shirlian and Mu Qing, then that would depend on the individual's taste. After all, all three had sufficient reasons to beat each other up, so it would be a hard pick. Which was why everyone was severely disappointed when Fang Xin hadn't responded for the longest time, not answering a single word, and then went invisible directly. And so, Shirlian concluded the scene on his own. He said, I didn't think things would get this out of hand. It wasn't intentional, and I do apologize to everyone for having caused trouble. Mu Qing replied sarcastically, Oh, then what a coincidence. Coincidence? Shirlian also thought that this was such a coincidence. How had he so coincidentally hit Mu Qing and wrecked Feng Shen's palace? By any bystander's perspective, this was practically an intentional revenge. But the truth was thus. He was just the type that could pick up the one poison cup in a thousand cups of wine. But it wasn't like one could do anything about what others thought. So Shirlian could only reply, I will do my utmost in compensating everyone's golden palaces and the other damage, and I pray you'll all give me a little time. Even thinking with the tail of a whisk, it was obvious Mu Qing must have wanted to keep making snide remarks. But his golden palace did not suffer any damage after all, and the bell that fell on him was also chopped into two. If he continued to be so overbearing, it'd be unseemly for someone of his status. Thus, he also fell silent and went invisible. When Shirlian saw that the two awful messes themselves had already gone, he quickly fled too. He was still contemplating deeply and seriously on where he could go and get these 8,880,000 merits. Then, the next day, Ling Wen requested for him at the palace of Ling Wen. Ling Wen was a heavenly official who managed the affairs of the celestial personnel and controlled the smooth sailing and rapid career rise of humans. The entire palace was stacked full of official documents and scrolls from the ground to the ceiling, quite a shocking sight, and it could make one's feet tremble. On the way over, every heavenly official who emerged from the palace of Ling Wen was hauling piles of documents that were taller than the average person, their complexions ghastly pale, looking either like they were breaking down or like they were numb. After Shirlian entered the Great Hall, Ling Wen turned around and got straight to the point. Your Highness, the Emperor has a matter to request of you. Will you give him a hand in assistance? There were plenty of Jinjuns and Yuanjuns in the heavenly realm, but there was only one who could be addressed as the Emperor. If this Lord wanted to do anything, he needn't to have asked anyone. Thus, Shirlian was a little taken aback before he replied, what is it? Ling Wen handed him a scroll. Recently, there have been a large number of grand believers from the north praying frequently 
so things must not be peaceful there. What was called a grand believer usually referred to three types of people. The first type was the rich, those who paid for incense and religious services and built temples for the gods. The second type was missionaries who could promote the religion and give sermons. And the third type was believers who possessed absolute faith in both heart and body. Amongst the three, the first type dominated. The richer someone was, the more they feared and respected gods and ghosts. And there were as many rich people as there were fish in the sea. The third type was the least common, because if someone could genuinely reach that level, then their spiritual state must be extremely high, and they wouldn't be far from ascension themselves. The one spoken of here was, obviously, the first type. The emperor cannot attend to the north right now, Lingwen explained. If you're willing to make a trip over on his behalf, then in the future, regardless of the amount of offerings these grand believers give as a gesture of redeeming their vows, everything will be counted under your altar. What do you think? Shirlian received the scroll with both hands and said, thank you. How could Shirlian not tell that this was clearly Jun Wu helping him? He had only made it sound like he was asking if Shirlian was willing to help him. At the moment, he couldn't find any phrase to express how he felt besides those two words. Lingwen replied, I'm only responsible for getting things done. If you want to say thanks, then wait until the emperor returns and go thank him directly yourself. By the way, do you need me to lend you any spiritual devices? No, Shirlian said. Even if you give me a spiritual device, I do not have any spiritual power once I go down, so I can't use it anyway. Having been banished twice, Shirlian had lost all of his spiritual powers. Things were fine in the heavenly realm. The heavenly realm was a place where all the divine palaces stood, and spiritual chi was abundant, endless and right at his fingertips for his own use. However, once back in the mortal realm, he was stunted, if he wanted to have a spiritual battle with anyone, he would have to borrow said power from someone to make do. Quite the inconvenience. Lingwen pondered for a moment. Then it's best if we call a few martial officers over to give you a hand. The martial guards that were currently in office either didn't know him or loathed him. Surely I knew that, at least. Forget about that too. No one will come. Lingwen had her own considerations, however, and said, I'll give it a try. It wouldn't matter whether she tried or not, but Shirlian neither agreed nor protested and let her go off to try on her own. Thus, Lingwen entered the communication array and clearly and loudly asked, Everyone, the Emperor has an urgent matter in the North and is in desperate need of capable hands. Is there any Marshal Highness who can assign two Marshal officers over from your palaces. As the words were spoken, Mu Ching's voice popped up lightly. I hear the emperor isn't in the north at the moment, so this is probably a call for assistance from His Highness the Crown Prince. Am I right? Shirlian thought to himself, are you just guarding inside the communication array every day? Lingwen thought the exact same thing and dearly wanted to slap Mu Ching out of the array for obstructing her work but she still smiled outwardly. Xuanzhen, how come I keep seeing you inside the array these days? Seems like you've got free time on your hands. 
Congratulations. Mu Cheng replied coolly, My hand is injured. I'm currently nursing the injury. Every heavenly official thought to themselves, That hand of yours can chop the mountains and the seas without breaking a sweat. What can splitting a bell do to you? At first, Ling Wen had wanted to wait until she had deceived two people into volunteering before saying anything. Yet not only did Mu Ching figure it out so easily, he had to say it out loud, too. Now, for sure, there wouldn't be anyone available. As expected, not a single soul responded, but Shirlian didn't think anything of it. He said, I told you no one would come. If Xuan Zhen didn't say anything, I would have succeeded, Ling Wen said. Shirlian chuckled. You worded it like a pippa player with half her face covered, and within the fog of the flower looks three times more beautiful. Other people thought it was to do work for the emperor, so of course they would have come. But if they came and discovered that they'd be working with me, there would probably be a riot. And how can we cooperate under those conditions? Either way, I'm used to being alone. It's not like I lost any limbs during all these years, so we'll leave it as is. Thank you for the trouble. I'll be off now. Lingwen was out of ideas too, so she cupped her hands in salute. All right, wishing everything goes smoothly for your highness down below. May heaven officials give their blessings. No parts are bound, Shirlian replied, waved his hand and left in a dashing manner. Three days later, the mortal realm in the north. There was a tea shop by the side of a major street. Its storefront was not big and the shopkeepers were simple. But what was good about it was the scenery. There were mountains and waters, people and the city. It had it all, but not much. Not much, but just right. If one was to have a chance meeting here in this landscape, it would definitely become a beautiful memory. The tea master inside the shop was extremely idle, and when there weren't any customers, He'd bring a stool out to sit by the entrance to watch the mountains and the waters, the people and the city, quite cheery as he watched on. Today, he saw a white-clad cultivator who had come from the road in the distance, travel-worn, like he had walked for a long time. When the man came close, he brushed past the small shop at first, but suddenly he halted. Then, very slowly, he backed up. Lifting the tip of his bamboo hat, he looked up, glanced at the shop sign, and smiled. Small shop of chance encounter. What an interesting name. While this man appeared somewhat tired, his expression was a cheerful one, so much so that the one watching him couldn't help but lift the corners of his lips too. The man then asked, Excuse me, is Mount Eugene nearby here? The tea master pointed in a direction for him. It's around here. That man let out a breath and managed not to let out his entire soul while he was at it. He thought to himself, I finally made it. This was indeed Shi Lian. When he left the heavenly capital that day, he had originally set the desired landing location in the mortal realm, and it was somewhere nearby Mount Yujun. Yet who knew that when he left in such a dashing manner, and jumped down dashingly, his sleeve was caught by a dashing cloud. Yes, it was caught by a cloud. He didn't know how his sleeve got caught, 
But either way, he tumbled across the million-mile high sky, and by the time he tumbled down, he no longer knew where he was. After walking on foot for three days, he had finally made it to the originally intended landing point. Shirlian entered the shop and picked a table next to the window, ordering tea and snacks. After he finally settled, there was suddenly a sound of gongs being drummed and the sound of weeping outside. He gazed towards the street and saw a group of men and women, both young and old, escorting a bright red marriage sedan as they passed by. The air surrounding this procession was downright odd. At first glance, it seemed like a marriage procession, but upon a closer look, the expressions on those people's faces were solemn, full of grief, fury, and terror. The only emotion not present was joy. It didn't look like they were festive at all, yet still they all were red with flowers and made an ostentatious show. Such a scene was truly exceedingly peculiar. That tea master raised the copper teapot in his hand high and tipped it to pour tea. He also saw the scene play out, but he only shook his head before moving on. Shirlian watched as that bizarre procession disappeared into the distance and was deep in thought for a moment. Just as he was about to take out the scroll that Lingwen had given him to read it over once more, he suddenly sensed something dazzling flit by. When he looked up, a silver butterfly flew past his eyes. That silver butterfly was glittering and translucent, and as it fluttered through the air, it left behind a sparkling bright trail in its wake. Shirlian reached out towards it in spite of himself. The silver butterfly was incredibly intelligent. Not only was it unalarmed, it even stopped on the tip of his finger. Its wings shimmered, beautiful and serene and beneath the sunlight it felt like the illusion of a dream that it shattered with just the touch of a finger. A moment later, it flew away. Shirlian waved at it as a farewell, and when he turned his head back around, there were two more people sitting at his table. There were four sides to this table. These two each took a side, one left, one right. They were both young men of 18 or 19 years of age. The one on the left side was taller, his brows deep and handsome, and his eyes carried a sort of unbridled wildness. The one on the right was extremely fair, elegant and poised. The only thing was, his expression was a bit overly distant and cold, making him look as if he was extremely displeased. Actually, neither of them looked pleasant. Shirlian blinked. You two are? The one on the left replied, Nan Fang. The one on the right said, Fu Yao. I wasn't asking for your names, Shirlian thought. Just then, Lingwen suddenly transmitted a voice message. Your Highness, there are two junior marshal officials from the middle court who have volunteered to come and assist you. They've already descended to go find you and should be there by now. This middle court was naturally the opposite of the upper court. The heavenly officials of the heavenly realm could be crossly divided into two groups those who had ascended and those who did not. The upper court consisted of the heavenly officials who had ascended on their own abilities, and there were only about a hundred of them in the entire heavenly realm, extremely eminent. As for those in the middle court, they were brought up as appointed generals. Strictly speaking, they should be addressed as peer heavenly officials, 
but when everyone addressed each other, they'd often take out this peer in the name. Then, if there was an upper court and a middle court, was there then a lower court? No. Actually, there really was one when Shirlian first ascended. At the time, the division was still upper court and lower court. However, later, everyone discovered a problem. When one was giving a self-introduction, it really sounded bad to say, I am from the lower court. With the word lower, it felt as though one was lower compared to the others. It must be known that there were definitely geniuses and outstanding figures with impressive spiritual power amongst them. What they were missing was only that one heavenly calamity before they could become real heavenly officials. Who knew when that day would arrive? Thus, it was proposed that one word be changed, and it sounded so much better to say, I am from the middle court, even though they both meant the same thing. In any case, after it was changed, Shirlian couldn't get used to it for the longest time. Shirlian stared at these two junior martial officials, each with an expression more upset than the other, looking fully unlike they had come voluntarily. He couldn't help but ask, Ling Wen, they don't look like they're here to help me work, more like they're here for my good-for-nothing head. Unfortunately, what he said couldn't be transmitted, and he couldn't hear Ling Wen's voice by his ears anymore either. He figured it was because he'd been away from the heavenly capital for too long, and his spiritual powers had been depleted. Without any choice, Shirlian first flashed a smile at these two junior martial officials, and then said, Nan Fang and Fu Yao. Let me first thank you both for volunteering to come help. The two only nodded, given quite the attitude, so it seemed they must have come from the retainment of distinguished martial gods. Shirlian got the tea sommelier to bring two more cups, then he raised his own teacup and scraped the tea leaves aside. He then asked casually, from which highness did you guys come? The palace of Nanyang, Nanfang replied. The palace of Xuanzhen, Fu Yao answered. Well, this was certainly horrifying. Shirlian gulped down his mouthful of tea and replied, did your generals tell you guys to come? The two answered in unison. My general didn't know I was coming. Shirlian pondered for a moment and then asked again, then do you guys know who I am? If these two junior martial officials had come after they were deceived by Ling Wen and helped him, then when they went back, they would get scolded by their own generals. It would not be worth it. You're the Royal Highness, the Crown Prince, Nan Feng said. You're the justice of the mortal realm, the center of the world, Fu Yao said. Shilian choked for a moment, then asked Nan Feng, uncertain. Did he just roll his eyes? Yes, Nan Feng replied. Make him scram. It wasn't any secret that Nan Yang and Xuan Zhen didn't get along. When Shirlian first heard of this, he wasn't surprised in the least, because Feng Shen and Mu Qing didn't share any great friendship in the past. The only thing was that, back then, they were subordinates. So when the crown prince said, don't fight, you have to be good friends, then everyone held back and didn't flip out. When they were really upset, they'd stab each other with words at most. But with how they were now, there wasn't any more need to be all fake. Even the two heavenly officials, common believers in the southeast and the southwest, looked at each other with contempt. 
Throughout the years, the palace of Nanyang and the palace of Xuanzhen had always seen each other as enemies. The two before him were a classic example. Fu Yao sneered. Lingwen Zhenzhen said that all willing volunteers are welcome, so on what basis are you telling me to scram? The word willing, said using that expression of his, really wasn't persuasive. Shulian said, let me just confirm, you two really came as willing volunteers. If not, then please don't force yourselves. The two answered in unison, I'm willing. Looking at those two grim and dispirited faces, Shulian thought inwardly, you guys actually meant, I want to kill myself, right? Well, in any case, Shulian continued, let's talk business first. I'm sure you both know what we're doing here in the North, right? So I'm not going to go over it from the top. No, the two said in unison. Without any choice, Shulian could only take out the scroll. Then I guess I'll start from the very beginning for you two. It was said that many years ago, there was a couple at the foot of Mount Yujin. This couple were deeply in love. That groom waited for the marriage procession to arrive, but he waited for a long time, and still there was no sight of the bride. Anxious, the groom went to the bride's house, but his father and mother-in-law told him that the bride had long since set out. Both families reported this to the authorities, and they searched all over to no avail. If she was eaten by the beasts of the mountain, then at the very least there'd be a leftover arm or leg. How could she just vanish from mid-air? Thus, it couldn't be helped that there were those who suspected that the bride was not willing to marry, and so she colluded with the marriage procession and ran off. Yet who knew that many years later, when another couple was to marry, the same nightmare replayed. Once again, the bride was gone. However, this time there was something left behind. On the small road, the search party found a foot that hadn't yet been fully eaten.